everybody. It is Thursday night and it is once again time for SDGC. This is episode 105 and I am one of your hosts, John, aka Mr. Megadub on Twitter. And this is a very special uh, Solera Vistoria Amiibo episode. The episode where we talk about nothing but Solera Vistoria Amiibos for the entire podcast. So Unfortunately, I, so, so if you don't like toys, you should probably leave. That's all we're going to talk about. All of it. Um, why? So, can anybody else not hear anybody else? Um, I can hear you, I Jay. Can hear you, John. So we're off to a great fucking. We're, we're start. off to a great fucking start already. I can't hear uh, JT or Jeff. Are you guys? Well, JT, they're still muted. Well, they're, 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 they're still muted. Okay, because because they're shaking their their toys in the camera and they're not actually paying attention. So okay, so so <laughs> Mike and Amanda, you guys can go ahead and unmute. It's already. It's, so, everybody unmute. So bad. I love everybody it. unmute. I'm here. There we go. Okay, now we can hear you. We couldn't hear you. And it's time, it is time for Jeff and JT to unmute themselves and stop shaking toys. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. Oh my god. You, I'm you, John. I've done like almost a hundred episodes. I always leave my mic muted unless I'm actually talking. <laughs> you people disgust me. Anyway, yeah. who's ready to can talk you, about? Uh, there's a there's a smash logo in in the porg's eye. who's ready to talk about uh solera story amiibos for an hour and a half i am Um, just just a heads up john it it seems like mike and amanda maybe are having trouble unmuting okay well we okay well that's fine we can we we can wait on them what we can wait while they figure it out sure Um, but uh anyway guys welcome to sgc episode 105 as you can see we've got a full panel tonight hopefully mike and amanda can figure out their uh, their mute issues. Uh, we got Zach. What's up going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everyone's had a good week. Uh, Finn is here. What's going on, my man? In the middle. Yep. How you living? I also, you know, bringing everyone's favorite sake. Thank you, Thank you for that. Uh, we've got we've got JT. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Game Dad? Ga- Gabe Dad. <laughs> Gabe Dad. Jesus Christ, I hate you. Um, uh, Jay is the only man not on camera. Uh, what's going on, dude? Um, not much. One of my students asked me today if I play Rocket League, so it is picking up steam. Mm. Great. Excellent. And, uh, and Jeff? Well, Tom, like, how are you doing, fellow kids? Well, Mike, Mike, say something again. We, we heard you for like a split second. We heard you for like a split second. And Jeff, down in the corner, what's, what's going on, dude? Uh, nothing. I'm happy to be here. Are you really? Are you really? Yeah, sure. It's fine. <laughs> a resounding. This is the, the near automata of podcasts. It's fine. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> this so... is um. This is ending at sixty nine. Is this uh, is this so is it is it is this route B nice. route C or uh, or route A? No, we're this? we're still on route A. Okay, that makes sense. This um, is just one side quest that you have to do. Okay, so while we're waiting for uh, Mike and Amanda to figure out their uh, their their sound issues, their mute issues, of course, right? Like we've got two awesome guests on, and and the audio's busted. So I will point out to everybody watching us that dumpster fire has been added to the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, so if you so really tweet them, email them, petition them to get the the logo of this podcast added to the online dictionary because I I, I know I. As, as 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 you know from the co-hosts and creator of this podcast i would really appreciate that kind of support uh but anyway there's a lot to talk about tonight um 
and we've got a lot of topics and we've got a lot of people on the podcast um so i think i think what would be best if 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 um yep okay they're gone but they'll be back um i think what would be best is if you have something you there you are hey we hear you (laughs) there you are we have to leave the call excellent okay you're back so 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 we'll go ahead and, and start off by introducing mike and amanda uh, Mike is awesome. Uh, he is actually back when I, it was actually it was actually the last episode of the support class podcast I did for anxiety. Mike was on that, uh, and it was awesome. And Amanda, this is your first time on the podcast, so so thank thank you for coming on with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We will see how thankful you are an hour and a half from now. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Mike, we'll start with you. Do you want to tell everybody uh, watching the show and anybody who might not be familiar with you? What kind of where you come from and what you're doing right now? Sure, I was born in 1978. What and... you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're old. I'm so old. Um, no, I was. Uh, so let's see. Uh, for about three and a half years, recently, not so recently, but recently enough, uh, I was the news editor at Game Informer. After I left Game Informer in fall of 2016. Um, I teamed up with Bithel Games. Uh, no, I do not know how to make games. Um, <laughs> That is not what they hired me to do. They hired me to write books, believe it or not. Um, So I wrote two books. Uh, One is called The Game Dev Business Handbook. The other one, which is, I am really, really trying to finish this manuscript. I've just been waiting on one more interview. Uh, The Game Dev Budgeting Handbook, which is a companion book. Um, They are essentially how-to guides with interviews from uh, like 25 different people in the first book and about about the same number in the second book, um, about how to, you know, start a business, how to keep your business afloat. It's not a get rich quick book because those are terrible. Um, it's more like what different corporate structures are available to you and how to protect your IP and how to hire an employee or a contractor without getting yourself into trouble. And maybe you should pay those people on time. Um, all the way through doing PR and how to deal with crunch and, Uh, And the second book is just a deep dive into budgeting because that's a really hard topic and people don't know how to do it and it's really daunting. So just as a, you know, kind of a a sneak preview, I spoke to a ton of people um, about different disciplines. So for instance, we talk about, you know, in the first book, like you need to budget for having voice actors, right? If you want to have voice performances or you want to have music in your game, right? Uh, So I talked to Dale North and I talked to Ashley Birch and I talked to Steve Manship who, um, uh, was the cinematics director for Ninja Theory. He worked on Hellblade. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, here's here's the one I'm giving you because now his quotes are approved and he's in the book. That just happened today. So nobody knows this yet. I'm announcing it here first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold um, on. SDGC exclusive. Exclusive. Right here. <laughs> um, I spoke with Austin Wintry um, about composing and about all the costs involved in composing. Um, so, you know, if you've played Journey, you know, that's, uh, he was the composer on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The score in that game was amazing. Or Assassin's Creed Syndicate, uh, was the Assassin's Creed game that he worked on. And he's worked on, he's working on bigger and bigger, and bigger projects. He's, you know, was Grammy nominated. Uh, so it was a, it was a huge get for me. It was an amazing conversation. It was one of those things where I I reached out to him and, and, you know, I just, his, his catch all email address and he got back to me a few weeks later and he's like, yeah, I don't really have time for the next three weeks. Um, I'm like, well, I kind of need to finish my manuscript. I need to get this thing edited and done. He's like, 
I'm going to be at the airport tomorrow at the gate. Let's talk. So then he, he, he got in touch with me that morning. He's like, was running late. Like, how about when I land? Not a problem. We were on the phone for an hour and a half. I have an hour and a half interview with Austin that was enormous and he's fantastic and he was so generous. Um, but that, you know, interviews like that are kind of what made up the core of both books. Um, because, you know, especially in the first book, I know business, I know, understand how businesses are supposed to run. Um, but having people who, um, but having people who, uh, are doing it right now and having them willing to share information with me. And again, almost everybody I talked to said, yes, absolutely. We're going to do this. The only people who said they couldn't were people who just didn't have the time because asking people to, you know, sit down with me for, you know, half an hour to an hour to, to talk was, is, is kind of a lot. And a lot of people didn't email responses too. So, but that's me. That's, that's a, that's a, a lot of, that's what I'm doing. But anyway, that work wraps up and I'm on the hunt for a new gig. So um, if you like me, I'm available. Everybody okay. retweet that. Ever, if, uh... Hashtag if you like Mike. Hi, <laughs> right, quick if question. Like Mike. Yes. As, uh, since your book delved into so much of the business aspects of game dev, have you ever considered maybe consulting or doing anything like that for indie game devs? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, that is something I would absolutely love. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. The opportunities that I've had to speak, and I'm going to be at PAX. I'm on a few panels. I'm on a couple of panels about, you know, indie game business and marketing and, um, and then a couple of, of less business focused panels. Um, but one of the things that, that, that I've really enjoyed doing is if people have questions, I love answering questions. I love helping out. Um, I went up to Boston fig, um, a couple of months ago and the way the way our talk went was um, it was just um, Oleg uh, Brodsky was the was the guy who, who arranged it, and he sat down. He he came up with a bunch of questions, and he just asked me questions for an hour. And we opened it up to the audience, and the audience was able to jump in and ask questions. It was a lot of fun. Um, and you know, anything I don't know, I know how to find out, which is which is great. I, I you know one of the wonderful things about the business side of of games, especially independent games, is people are really excited to share their information. Um, there's a lot of paying it forward in the indie game community. Oh, people, well, yeah, I mean, people want to get the word out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so people aren't stingy with their information. There isn't that sense of cutthroat competition that you sometimes get from AAA. Not always, but sometimes. Um, the indie world is, um, it's really networking focused and really, really focused on helping one God, that's so cool. Zach, you look like you had a question. No, I was just going to ask uh, Amanda, I know you can't say a lot. Uh, can you say anything about what you've been up to? Yeah, I can say some stuff about what I've been okay. up to. I just awesome. can't tell you where I've been up to it. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. So um, the the sneaky preview of what it is that I've been doing for the last, oh God, how long have I had a job now? A month? Uh, I think month it's been about a month and a bit. Yeah. Um, so I am I am a managing editor, the managing editor, of a very big deal website that I cannot talk about yet. Okay. <laughs> so mm. I'm wrangling a bunch of freelancers and working with some great talent, including this guy. Yes, I do. I am. I am coming out of journalism retirement. Mike, yes. do you hear it? Mike, Mike, you are a great talent. Do you hear that? I appreciate. She says I, this I, to me. I don't I always just, believe it. I just I, want. I want to know that. So, so this podcast will be archived on YouTube. And if you ever, if if anybody ever tells you <laughs> otherwise, you can go back and and we'll timestamp this. And you could say that you are in fact a great talent. 
I'm going to make it my ringtone when she calls me. Oh, that's nice. So other stuff I've been doing on top of that is I also run this um, this network of freelance writers that I've been mentoring since the beginning of January. Called I've the seen you do that on Twitter. That's fantastic. Yeah. So they're my they're my babies, and I love them. They are wonderful people that are trying to break into the wide world of game journalism and need a little bit of a helping hand on how to put together pitches on the best ways to approach editors, um, networking, because a lot of them are really confused and scared about networking because they're very shy. So, you know, we have our Constellation Radio Hour every Sunday now, and we're working towards helping them polish up their skills so they can keep keep trucking forward. They're going to be the next great wave of voices in our industry. So whatever I can do to help bolster them and support them and signal boost them. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool that you're doing that. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. So um, I want to ask right now, does anybody here have a question for uh, Mike or Amanda? And I'm not just talking on the podcast here, but also in chat. If anybody's got a question for Mike and Amanda, um, now's the time to ask him. It looks like Finn is raising his hand. Yes, because I am an adult. I already have <laughs> <laughs> There's no place for adults on this podcast, Finn. You are now taking your time to mentor others. Uh, what I guess would be your origin story. How did you break in and, and get started in this crazy industry? That's a good question. <sighs> I did it before you did. That's true. I've been in this industry now for eight years mm. and I didn't get paid for it until last year. Holy so shit. yeah, so I did it for a really long time as a volunteer. My very first site that I worked for was Gaming Angels, which was an all woman website. We wrote about pretty much anything under the sun, including like tabletop games and war games and I loved that section. I got to write about Warhammer. Oh, Those cool. were beautiful, wonderful days. So I wrote there for a little over a year. And then I bounced around to a bunch of different websites. Um, I landed at Loot Crate. I wrote for their blog for two and a half years. And I spiraled that into my first paid gig at Mike.com. I was one of three gaming editors. I loved that job. It was my dream job until I pivoted to video. I just uh, want to point out, Amanda, you mean MIC.com, not MIKE.com. Yeah, okay, MIC.com. So I don't have my own website. Okay, yeah, that's what I, I, what is, I, I just want to make that yes. abundantly clear. Okay. I mean, that would be a great meet cute, right? Right? <laughs> it would be amazing. But no, it was MIC.com. They used to be PolicyMike.com um, when they were just politics. So they launched a bunch of different verticals, including an entertainment vertical and a gaming vertical called Multiplayer. So I ran that with a couple of other editors and some awesome up-and-coming writers um but like three days after my birthday they laid me off oh, because they, yeah it was bad so i had been without a job until february so it had been like six months until i got my next job um but yeah that's kind of been me i've been i've been bouncing around the industry for a long time and made some really great friends and that's how i met this guy <laughs> so so yeah I tell you what, you may have been laid off, but from from what I hear, it sounds like you got something pretty dope coming up. So it's hey, good. I, I, don't, it's huge. I, don't, I don't know it's the what it is. Ever. I don't know what it is, but I am I am really looking forward to finding out what it is. Um, and I also I also want to say real quick, you mentioned um, you mentioned mentoring freelance journalists, and I feel like this is a good time to announce to people in chat that I am actually going to be uh, writing my first article for Polygon.com. In, in fact, Woo! I already well, I already turned in my first draft, and then and they have already contracted me to write a second article. That's awesome. Um, so, so proud of you, man. It's pretty. 
I don't know, man. It's pretty dope. Uh, it's pretty say. awesome. Yeah, you can say it. It's pretty yeah. dope. It's pretty. He dope. already quit his day job, so I did. It's yeah, it's, I'm oh, going. I, it, please, yep. yeah, please be excited. The world of game the world, and yeah. Yes. Please yes. be excited for our Patreon launching next week. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so lit. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that cool lingo, game dad. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> Man, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm tired of the dad game dad. I'm only 37. Damn it! Like it's not that old. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I got gray hair. It's not that bad. Jesus, you, you, you have referred to yourself as the I'm game older. dad in our group chat. See, Mike's so older. See, Mike is game dad. Mike is this game is dad. Here. I'm like game Mike. I'm like game like Little older brother? brother. I'm like game older brother. Game older brother. Like, yeah. Well, the thing is, John, Mike never taught me how to throw a ball like you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I abandoned you when you were very young. Game <laughs> dad, you know that time we hugged in front of the anime figurines? Oh, nothing will ever be okay again. Oh, that's good. Oh, by the way, there's a question. This actually happened. There's like photo evidence of this. John, there's a question in chat for Mike and Amanda from someone asking when they're going to move to Vancouver. I don't know if that means anything to that them. That sounds like that's from a Todd. Is it the is same from Todd? a Todd. Todd is Todd. We're not moving back to Vancouver, Todd. You see, we would like to live in something larger than a shoebox. It's true. So... We have a nice, like, enormous house here. Um, and in Vancouver, for the equivalent, we would be living in a two-bedroom apartment. Where is here, if that's not too... We're in, we're in Jersey. Okay. So I said, what the, like, yeah. Okay. I want to make sure, like, hey, what's your address? You know, like. Well, no, yeah. yeah like, like I, 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 well, so, so here's here's the funny thing that I here's the funny thing that I realized. So I'm I'm packing up all of uh, all the pre-orders for the books as we just got them in Yesterday. earlier this week, right? And I realized I have to put a return address on it. I don't have another return address other than my home address. So, so. Ooh. Oh no! I, it's hope. Don't visit me. <laughs> and if you do if you do call first or you know email or i'll send email. you a, I'll, I'll send you a i'll send, I'll send you a dm on twitter yeah, send me a DM. Yo, 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 yo. Of our house. yeah exactly <laughs> yo can i visit wait where, where, when uh now i'm here in your driveway uh, now what are your thoughts on standing outside the window with the boom box held high you can say anything That's man just you can just say anything all right all right you 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 crazy bastards let's move on um Mike and Amanda, thank you so much for uh, for for talking about uh, where you've been. I, 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 real quick, uh, uh, JT, Jeff, Zach, do you guys have any questions for Mike or Amanda before we keep going? No, I'm all set. What's your favorite Gundam? <laughs> you know, okay, so I I, 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 I just want to. I, I love the threatening way JT asked that. But that new like, Gundam <laughs> Breaker game that's coming looks oh, really really amazing. Yes, and it's going to be my gateway game. drug. JT asked that like a bully uh, speaks to other kids in the playground. He's like, yeah, what's your favorite? Actually, I, I do have a question for them because this is this is a very hard-hitting question that really gets to the core of who a person is. Oh, Christ. They do both it. have to answer in your heart of hearts, cake or pie? D- okay, but that's okay. Bad, Finn. Hold on. Finn. Hold on. I can answer this question. It depends. No, no. You, you see, you're thinking too hard. You got to go with your gut reaction. What do you choose, cake, cake. or pie? Cake. Pie. Bandit wins. She. Got the <laughs> a liar. All right. All right. The last ben... thing I made him was banana cake. We asked uh, the I was thinking. I was thinking back here. to my birthday cake. All right. My, all right. My homemade devil's food cake. Uh, black forest cake. Team wife. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Wife did a very good job. Finn, 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 Finn got his dumb pastry question out. Um, I don't have a question, but I just wanted to thank you guys for being on tonight. Oh, Jay, good call. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We're like, glad to. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. All right. Also, so... cake, also cake is better than pie. So yeah, don't at me. So I, so I just want to point out, and this ties directly into our first topic. I just saw this on Twitter, uh, so so it's irrelevant. So our first topic tonight, we're, we're going to talk about the meeting that Donald Trump had with members of the quote-unquote gaming industry today. <sighs> and so MSNBC right now is talking about the video game violence thing, and they are using stock footage of Virtua Fighter, like the original Virtua <laughs> Fighter, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3... And what and, and and hold on and what looks like Duke Nukem 3D. Is this That's just like they've had this? I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. It's Grand Theft Auto 3. Okay, I'm, no. I, so here's I, what I, happened. I, they I, literally I, went back to the archives and they're like, uh, yeah. didn't this happen before? Yeah. Do we still have footage? Yeah. Games right, guys. change that much. Yeah. Oh. Uh, guys, guys, I would, like... I would like, I like to point out that at least they have not forgotten about Virtual Fighter, like Sega has. Oh, yeah, yeah, Virtual Fighter. So, 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 I, you... I, for one, am really happy about this. Well, wait, hold on. In the last, in the last Dead or Alive game, weren't there a couple of Virtual Fighter guest characters? Yeah, but like, who the fuck? Get, who cares about Dead or Alive? Look, like, who cares? Uh, people who uh, Brandon, 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 let's face it, Brandon probably cares about dead or alive. There, there are a couple terrible. of answers. There are a couple of answers. I would say people who um, may not be able to see the female form in real life may be attracted oh. to Virtual Fighter. So, like, 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 it's not a good fighting game. It's so just basically rock paper scissors. I, no, okay, I like dead or alive. I so, think I, I enjoy it. Maybe, but, but here's the thing about showing virtual. Soul Calibur is amazing. Thank you. Oh, if you're going to play six... a movie game, play Soul Calibur. I just hope Soul 6 Calibur is good. Okay. I hope so, 6 is good. I want to point okay, out... Okay, but, like, fuck that Ivy design. Like, they didn't even change it at all. No. But, 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 like... But, 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 like, she's, like, the mascot of the series. They really can't change well, she it. She was the mascot of the series. She was introduced. Okay. 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 So, so I want to point out... <laughs> I want to point out that uh, Midian Chat says they pulled the footage up from last time the video game violence conversation came up, which sounds yeah. accurate. Um, so, so this I, once, I once killed a man with with a polygon so big, it was part of my arm. <laughs> That's actually what John's art is about. Polygon is um, how he kills the polygons. Nope. It, that, Jay, that fell flat. I'm sorry, man. You tried. Oh, he's doing his best. Okay, <laughs> I, do, okay. I love you, Jay. So, I love you, Jay. So, so, so the bulk of this conversation, John. So today, the uh, so today uh, the president of the United States met with. What he, what was claimed, were members of the video game industry, and among the people who attended were, and of course, this is a result of the fallout from the Parkland uh, school shooting uh, in in Florida. And he met with individuals from the ESRB, from the ESA, uh, from Zenimax, who, by the way, is his fucking brother. Um, uh, there were several other. There were three GOP congressmen there, um, and two other people that were there. One guy from Rockstar, right? What, he was the CEO uh, of Rockstar. Yeah, Strauss Zellman. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was there, and then uh, so I want to point out there were no developers, uh, no develop, no, no nobody who actually makes games was was present at this meeting. And you also had the presence of two individuals that I'd like to talk about, uh, Dave Grossman and Brent Bozell. So Brent Bozell and and uh, Jeff, do you want to talk on Brent Bozell for a minute? Because you pulled up some information on him uh, earlier, and you uh, threw it in the DM. That, I don't think that was me. Was it you? I thought it was you. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I just 
found like a funny little tidbit. He's, I don't remember. He said some pretty offensive so, so, stuff. So, so Brett Bozell during the Obama administration called him a skinny ghetto crackhead. Yep. Um, I remember that, yeah. He I remember is, that up on the internet today. He is cool. a really interesting individual. And then you have Dave Grossman. And this is, I, I, I've got, as you guys saw on Twitter today, Hot I've got friend. problems with Dave Grossman. So if you don't know who Dave Grossman is, if you're watching the podcast, Dave Grossman is a retired Lieutenant Kearney, or Kearney, Jesus. He's, uh, uh, he's a, I can't talk today. He's a retired you're Lieutenant Colonel. Just mouth parts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, he's a retired Lieutenant Colonel in the Army. He's a, he's a psychologist. Every interview he does, he will tell you about how he puts more man hours in training law enforcement than any other person in the country. Every single interview, he'll work that in. Um, and he has been saying from uh, about 1999 that video games are not only murder simulators. I fucking hate that. I, I, I hate that phrase. But he also claims that games, specifically first-person shooter games, actually increase your target acquisition skills. They increase your marksmanship skills. Um, and the example, one of the examples he used was the shooting in Paducah, Kentucky, when he said, you know, Michael, Mike, Michael Carneal, who was the shooter there, got a bunch of headshots. And, and, and he called the skills that Michael Carneal, uh, that, that, that he claimed Michael Carneal got from playing Doom, he claimed they were supernatural, superhuman skills, marksmanship skills that he got from video games. I'm not paraphrasing that. Those are the, those are the words he used. Supernatural and superhuman and then he went on to and he this was during an interview by the way with gary widow um and then he went on to claim that the u.s marine corps trained with the video game doom not a, not 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 like something that is like doom the actual fucking video game doom and then he also claimed that we trained with equipment got from uh, that we got with our military contracts from nintendo um so and this is the guy who was trump's expert on violence in video games at the White House today. I, I mean, we, we'll talk about the Nintendo the Nintendo stuff later because there was some correct about Nintendo's shift in direction. But I, the only thing I can think of, so we had the Zapper in yep. the NES days. Oh, that was those were good. And, those were good and, days. And then we had the Scoop Super Scope Ten, which oh, less good days. Those were bad days. Bad days. But but here's the thing, like. If there were correlation between video game accuracy, by the way, you're playing with a controller and everybody, we can, we all, we can all agree, right? Auto aim is a thing. Yes. In, ad in addition to that, wouldn't, wouldn't playing video games have made me an amazing driver? With all of the hours that I've logged playing racing simulators, I would be a phenomenal driver. I'm an okay driver. I'm pretty okay at it. <laughs> but I'm not a pro. So... So one of Grossman's claims, and you know, so so we're gonna do a deep, a deep dive on this, and this is a roundtable conversation. So anybody, feel free to interrupt me at any time and get a word in. Um, so you look at so and, and what I I tweeted about this a few days ago, and it went viral, and I got a bunch of, and this was actually why Polygon approached me to write the article. The article is about this series of tweets I made earlier in the week. Um, They're very good tweets. Go I yeah, start, yeah. I, go go read that. That it's a big long thread. It's a huge thread. It was probably way too very long. Very much worth checking out. Um, it's it's coming from a very informed guy, and um, yeah, you should but, definitely do that. So I, you know, I I was a U.S. Marine for five years, and I've seen combat in multiple theaters of war. I was wounded in action. Um, I have I was in the Second Fallujah offensive. I fought in Samara and Ramadi. In Kandahar, in the Kapisa Valley, in Afghanistan, in Konar Province, Nangarhar Province, Helmand Province, uh, I, I've, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. And 
when you look at the claims that are being made, not just not just, and you know what? It's not just Dave Grossman. It's GOP senators and like the governor of Kentucky made the same claim uh, about two weeks ago, right after the shooting. He said, "Well, video games make you a better killer. They're turning our, our they're, they're turning our children into super soldiers." If you look at Anders Breivik is a great example from Norway. If you're not familiar with Anders Breivik, in 2012, he killed 70 people in Norway. Um, And he claimed that he did it with a holographic aiming device playing Call of Duty, which, of course, is a fucking controller. He's talking about a controller. Um, Because this is 2012, not 2018. We didn't have PSVR or, you know, or anything like that. I mean, the only other thing I could think of that would qualify as a holographic aiming device, and I don't even know years ago, was that dot that you put on your TV. Yeah, oh, yeah, like it was a physical dot, right? Like right, game yeah. Console. Yeah, 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 okay. So well, he could have been he could have been using the PlayStation Move. He, I mean, or he, he could have been playing Time Crisis. Look, time dude, Crisis. <laughs> if you were, if, yeah, if you were using the PlayStation Move and then walked around and said, yeah, I shot all these people because I learned how to how on PlayStation Move, like, first of all, Good on you for not like having your aim destroyed. Like this is it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Or or it could have he could have used like a Wii U. Well, right. I mean, like, what are you talking about? A Wii yeah. U at that point? So like I don't Seriously. know like like I don't know what he's referring to, but I, I, I do know that having fired or I, I have fired a weapon at a human being with the intent to kill. And I can tell you right now that firing a weapon at a human being, and I'm talking an M sixteen A four. Uh, it, I'll, I'll kit it up with an, especially you know, especially I'll kit it up with an ACOG and a full mag and a sling, it is very uh, and a laser and um, you know, tactical sights, uh, collapsible stock. Uh, depending on how much kit you have on the weapon, you're talking probably about 11 pounds, right? Like like an M16A4 without any of that kit is maybe eight and a half pounds, right? So when you're playing a game with a controller, what happens when you reload? You hit square. That's mm-hmm. all you do. Yeah. You hit square or, or, or X if you're playing on an Xbox or whatever key you're, you know, on, on a keyboard and, and you reload. When you are reloading in real life, and this is something, and I'm fucking stunned that I don't hear any pushback from any, any, anybody, hardly anybody in the gaming community on this. Nobody seems to want to, nobody wants to actually get up and confront these people. But when you're reloading a weapon in real life, you're sighted in, you lower the weapon, you eject your mag. You grab a new mag out of your fucking uh, ammo pouch. You reload the mag. You tap it to make sure the rounds go in. You rack, and then you've got to, and then you've got to, then you've got to get your target acquisition back. You've got to reside in. Um, these are skills, and that's just one example of many. Uh, you know, like video games don't account for debris in the air, dust flying, fucking wind gusts blowing your weapons, screams, the smell of propellant, um, people running into you. I, I, I mean. There are, uh, you know, people ducking under cover, people moving around, and then you're constantly having to having to check your left and right lateral limits. the The idea that playing a video game, especially a first person shooter game, can increase your target acquisition skills, is so foreign and strange to somebody like me that in 2018 I can't believe we're still having the conversation and, 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 I, mean, and I mean I mean it's because they just don't want the gun patrol to get stricter so that's exactly what it is to blame on someone on something else I mean that's why this whole meeting was well and, that's why it's, that, that that's why this whole meeting was like so half-assed in the first place is because they literally had to come up with something to distract from like the main problem well and, and I want Jeff to speak Jeff if I am not mistaken Canada has very very much stricter gun laws than America does 
Uh, yeah, we do, but I mean, they're still accessible. You can still buy them. People still but, have them. But this shit, but but I guess my point, this shit doesn't happen in Canada. No, it doesn't. No. And it's also because, and remember, hi, I'm Canadian. I'm from British Columbia. Oh, there you go. It's okay. Um, but my, my uncle is a hunter and I grew up, you know, knowing that he had rifles and stuff because he was a hunter, but I didn't see them until I was into my twenties. He just, I just never saw them. And guns were just not part of culture like at all even yeah. growing up in a small town in british columbia and we're talking way the hell up in the mountains in the rockies um, yeah, I mean, um where hunting was where hunting was a thing that you did guns were still just not a part of the conversation it was like why are we talking about guns we have guns in video games give guns and video games are cool let's go play quake guys but it was never something that we talked about ever yeah and i mean it's like like you said it's just not part of the culture you know i'm in alberta like a farming province and everyone yeah. outside the city has them but i've never seen one in my life because like nobody's it's not like the open carry in some of those states where guys are walking down the street with a rifle slung over their back you like, can't yeah. and that's that's like when when i was in tulsa like there and there were signs and and james said this too when he was in texas right? That's right there's the there's signs on the doors of like public buildings it's like a no, hospital i think right there was like, like no open no carry in yeah the no open carry in the hospital it's like yeah. you know i mean i'm in i'm american right but i grew up in jersey the furthest south i ever lived was virginia i lived in richmond and then i was out in ohio in cincinnati it's like these are still even even with everything like and i and you know cincinnati i lived there in 2000 i mean we were there in 2000 2001 when there were riots in the city and still it was like you, you didn't see a lot of guns around um, but what's going on now, the expansion of the ability to, to open carry in the United States, it's, terrifying. it's, it's not okay. And, you know, our kids have to go through stuff that I never had to go through when I was a kid. Like they have to go through drills. Yeah. Like they do lockdown drills. drills. We did fire drills, right? And the kids still do fire drills. Yeah. Of course. But they do lockdown drills. Yes. They're well, mandatory monthly now. Well, I, you know, I, I think, I, I think, um, I, actually, I think Jay hit the, I mean, Jay hit the nail on the head it's it is a it is a desire to find a scapegoat any scapegoat mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is in order to satisfy the gun lobby and and it, that's just the way it is because i mean you know think about it you know you know you know the claim is is that you know for example for example there was a cnn article that hit early in the week and this is initially what i tweeted about because these are all nra talking mm-hmm. points claiming that vr is, and i believe the actual title of the article was if you don't want a mass shooter to hone his craft, don't hand him a virtual boot camp. Which, oh yeah, that that which article was fucking garbage. Blew my mind because it, it claims, it just like Dave Grossman claims, that the military uses VR to train their troops. Right? <clears throat> I can tell you with no equi- no equivocations whatsoever that in the five years I was in the United States Marine, I never put a helmet on. I never put a VR helmet on. We didn't train with Xboxes. We didn't train with PS4s. We certainly didn't train with fucking Doom. Um, and uh, you didn't the, kill any Keiko demons in, in Basic. No, 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 we didn't. No, Unbelievably, they, they, they that, definitely that's... do not have VR headsets at Paris Island. And I, I just want to point out that was the only reason I fucking joined the Marine Corps is because in 1999, uh, Dave Grossman said the Marines train on Doom, and I was like, I'm fucking there. <laughs> like I, I am all <laughs> over it. this. And then I get actually, there. Actually... Go ahead, Jay. Actually, um, my uncle was on Paris, stationed at Paris Island for a while, and I think it's like 2000, 2001. I remember being like six or seven, and it had like this like virtual reality like shooting range in like one of the buildings. 
So that's kind of like that. So so let me speak on that. So and I mentioned this. Yeah. Was, yeah. So so these virtual, they're not virtual. It's not virtual reality. It's not really virtual, but like what, what it is is they give you a plastic rifle that is the accurate weight and dimensions of an M16 uh, A4. It was an A2 at the time, and you fire at a canvas, and it's a pixelated blob. And the rifle simulates, you know, the you know the kickback you get from an M16A2, and it makes a pop yeah. noise. But you're firing at a blob. It looks like a distant clump of grape nuts that's supposed yeah, to be I a mean, conjure. Yeah, I mean, it's not impressive at all, <laughs> like, but like... That, so, so if that is what they mean by virtual reality in the military, then yeah, sure, I used virtual reality. Yeah, sorry, I had to bring it up. Like, I kind of forgot about that until we were just talking about that. But, you know... But that doesn't even make... Hold on, that doesn't even meet the criteria for mixed reality that's like a light gun well here's the thing yeah, right like it's pretty much like time crisis but like that doesn't even compare to the walking dead vr and that's the one i was going to bring up the time i've ever held something that was shaped and weighted like a gun in a video game experience was a 505 game star vr which yeah. is their which was their prototype 210 degrees of of uh vision nice uh vr thing that they had at e3 it was wild but here's the thing, in that in that demo, you were seated in a wheelchair. Yeah, and there was somebody behind you like shaking your yeah. shaking your wheelchair. But you were seated. It was a rail shooter. That's yep. exactly what it was. And yeah, the 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 <clears throat> implement was was heavy. It was heavier. And it, here's the thing: it was a VR it was implement. It was heavier than it was heavier than 14 pounds. It was an yeah. extremely heavy piece of equipment. I, strugg- I struggled. <laughs> And it was a shotgun, wasn't it? It was well, a shotgun. But it was it was shaped like a it was shaped like an assault rifle. No, it wasn't. Was it? It was shaped no, like a shotgun. It was shaped like a shotgun. So I had actually the funny thing was I had actually interviewed those guys about a year year and a half before when VR was first spinning up, um, because they were trying to do something along those lines, have a, you know, a more authentic uh, weapon peripheral for VR that people could use in shooter games. But one of the things we didn't know at the time was you can't easily walk around in VR. You already can't easily walk around in VR because you're tethered, right? On top of that, adding another tethered item to it makes it harder. And then people need the space. So what they, so, and of course there's all the vestibular system problems that come from, you know, moving around, um, you know, when you're moving around in VR. So what they, what they, figured out was the best way, and it still is the best way to move around in VR, is the teleport mechanic. And if you've played in VR and you've played a game where you are where you have to move around a larger world, you've probably played with this teleport mechanic where you point one of the controllers, you see your silhouette show up, you know, where it's gonna be, and you pop up and that's where you are. Now some of them are fixed position, like you can only teleport to certain places in the world. And some of them are you can kind of teleport more freely. But you're not running around a world. Yep. So chances are when you're standing there and shooting, you're doing it with, you know, a move controller or, you know, which isn't even remotely or, uh, or the, the Oculus controller, which has no weight to it, barely any haptics. It's not kicking back against your shoulder. Like the idea that this is teaching people how to shoot makes me laugh. Well, and even if it did, and then I want to pass the, I want to pass the mic to somebody else, but even if it did, I want to make the point, let's say VR trained you how to be a better marksman. Okay. I have. I can tell you right now, as somebody who's been in combat, nothing prepares you for actually firing at a human being. Nothing. Not VR, not video games, not people telling you, not people giving you war stories or telling you how awesome it is to be at war or how difficult it is to be at war. 
or how tough it is to to kill no, nothing prepares you for that nothing nothing at all and 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 i want to i want to mention that dave grossman has never actually been in combat he's never experienced combat he's never fired a weapon at a human being in uh with the intent to kill he's never fired a weapon at a human being at all um so when when you combine his statements on doom and nintendo and the fact that this is an expert on video games who one has never played a video game two has never experienced vr and three has never experienced actual fucking combat forgive me for not taking you very seriously dave um and I'm I'm gonna pitch I'm gonna pitch a panel at the next PAX about this very topic, and I'm going to invite Dave Grossman to attend. And I'm dead serious. About I'm gonna that. sit in the audience and I'm gonna eat popcorn. I am dead serious. And we're gonna about turn that. me into the next popcorn dot gif. Because I, I I want this guy live. Um, uh, I want to and 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 I also want to say and I want to, and so so I want to throw this out to everybody. A lot of people on Twitter today were worried about what the outcome of this meeting might be. Nothing's going to fucking happen. Yeah, now, nothing's going to happen. I mean, it's just, pretty, it's just pretty much... Yeah, it's just pretty much Trump just trying to get, like, attention, I guess. Yeah, it was a distraction, and we knew... I mean, look, that was the, that was the big thing. It was it yeah. was a combination of scapegoating and distracting from the real issue. Yeah. Yep. Did you uh, see the uh, the video that the White House... Oh, my White House's God. YouTube oh. channel had put together? JT. The, the funniest... So, they they like spliced together a bunch of like apparently ripped footage so good. from all yeah, these Dan internet videos. Has been, has been viewed by by the president. Oh, but it gets I better. Swear is probably making him very happy. Mike, it gets better. JT, keep going. Oh, I don't I don't know what you're. I was gonna say the, the Dan Riker thing. Oh no 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 uh, no because no. so, so, you can see his his Fallout Four character that that he's made. So so uh, the best. Knows. It's the most Dan Riker thing I've ever heard in my life. The best <laughs> dirty Dan Riker. You the know best... what? Dan Riker's character is more terrifying than any of the violence in that game. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Here's the best part about that video, right? So I don't know if you got, but the, the, I don't know if you guys saw, but this evening the White House, like the actual White House YouTube account, yeah. posted oh, yes. a video of a bunch of spliced together violent video game footage, and they're like, "Look at how awful this is." Two of those fucking games featured the protagonist killing Nazis, who are the worst villains. In human history, yeah, so, it was uh, sni- was Sniper Elite, Sniper Elite, and Wolfenstein was, too. Yep. So, I mean, great fucking example, guys. I mean, you know, you know and, they, and they showed it without any age warning at all. It was just there. At all. Yeah, it was just there. Somewhere, I know... Sebastian Gorka was very offended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the best part about the video was that there was no voiceover, there was no context. It was just this video from the White House with a bunch oh, of violent video game footage, and a bunch of people probably saw it and went, "Wow, that looks fucking awesome." Like, I, I'm trying to figure out. The best part of that whole video were the I... comments. Uh-oh. And, oh, yeah. oh, the best comment was reported for copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I, so, I mean, one of the things that I looked, so this was about gun, like, this was all spurred on by gun violence, right? And they've got people whacking people with pipes. They've got people stabbing other people. It's like, wait a minute, yeah. hold on. Are you losing the thread here just a little bit? Well, and like, and well, and like the best part, then you know, Mitty and Chad, she mentioned they posted the 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 no Russian mission. You know, everybody knows no Russian. Yeah. Um, yep. A mission where you don't have to pull the trigger at all. Yep. Yep. You choose to open fire on those people, or you choose not to. Yep. Um, and, and that's the problem, right? And I said it on Twitter. I was like, there's no context to any of this. It's just, it's just, it's mindless. But for anybody who might be worried that that you know they're going to ban violent video games, or they're going to ban yeah. video games, or they're going to regulate them, that's not going to happen. Video games have already received their protection under the First Amendment yeah. as as protected free speech. There's nothing, and that's I guess the crux of the ridiculousness of this whole thing, right? Is like there's nothing that anybody can do. 
Yeah. One of the things that, that I found the most troubling about this discussion over the past week has been, uh, and it's always existed, but it just makes it more obvious, is the division amongst gamers um, in that, like, this brings out some of the, like, really conservative, shitty parts of, of gaming culture. And, like, yeah. seeing this this sort of tactic work uh, to, to divide people who enjoy this hobby is, is frustrating. To, yeah. to see some people fall for the diversion uh, is, is disheartening. Mm-hmm. Boogie, is his name Boogie or Boogie? Boogie, yeah, what, whatever. Boogie. He, he was all like, "This oh. is the one thing you weren't going to fuck yeah. up." There's a 2012 tweet where Donald Trump is like complaining about video. Games yeah, it's like, yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, these are terrible. Yeah. We need to get rid of." I, I would like to There's point out. I would like to point out, like you know, they, they're saying like video games are like influencing influencing like kids to like be violent. I'm a substitute teacher, and I can tell you right now, the game that, like, the only game that kids talk about is Fortnite. And I honestly, honestly, honestly doubt. Yeah. In Minecraft, yeah, like, 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 they're not gonna do anything. I know how to build a house now, thanks to video games. Yeah, like, like I, mean, I know I, I don't play Minecraft, so I don't know. Blocks. Yeah, you just stack blocks and you build. We know houses. how to build. We can totally survive. Jeff knows yeah. how to 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 till a farm and build lasting relationships, thanks to Animal Crossing. I mean, I mean, I do too. Right. Um, Stardew only... Valley taught me a lot. Except Jeff's not doing that on Switch anytime soon. Oh, yeah. too soon. You know what else Animal Crossing taught me? How to not be relevant. Oh, NBA Jesus. 2K has taught me how to be Damn. a successful high school basketball coach. Man, you're an <laughs> asshole. Nice. Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing about, about the video game violence conversation is that there has been really good research. There has. And we have tons of research on video games. And yes, there has been some correlation not causation but correlation to enhanced aggression but aggression doesn't equal violence just to be very clear aggression just means that you know your responses to certain situations might change a little bit that doesn't mean you're going to lash out and start beating the crap out of your little sister in addition to that researchers are still trying to figure out how to standardize what aggression looks like and means because there's no standardized measurement of what aggression is There's this fantastic book, and if you haven't read it yet, I would really recommend you read it. It's called Moral Combat, and it talks about the um, the uh, the moral panic. panic. There we go. The moral panic of everything surrounding video games and video game violence. And two social psychologists uh, put together this amazing book. And I interviewed one of them back when I was working at Mike, and nothing ever came of the story because, well it to video so i lost that um but it's a fantastic book and if you guys haven't read it yet i would really recommend giving it a- awesome we will well, at least i will um does anybody want to uh, uh weigh in on this uh, before we go into the nintendo direct um like video games aren't aren't isn't like video games aren't the factor that make a difference when it comes to violence in the country um that yeah yeah, I, mean, I mean, they might have like some influence, but you know, like that's not—it's not the main reason why there's the violence. The thing that in the they're country. all ignoring is like we've got Justin Trudeau up here giving Ubisoft money to make Far Cry in the division, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah. And, and things are fine. So yeah, I mean, we okay. Yeah, I, I think that the one thing that that we want to point out, and in, in kind of the other half of my, we've got all this research. This research has been done. Point is that the CDC isn't allowed to research gun violence and hasn't been for over yeah. a decade because. Yeah. There are certain people with money who don't want the evidence, who don't want even the potential 
for there to be evidence that show that increased access to guns causes increased gun violence. And if the CDC were allowed to study that, we'd have some research to put up against the video game research, which, by the way, has essentially exonerated video games. Yeah, that's the that, that that's the thing is that there's so much research that proves there's no causation between uh, video game violence and violence in the real world. Don, Yo, uh, I know this is going to sound weird, but Saki actually does have something to say about this. <laughs> um. And I'm using the regular voice, too. I don't know if you guys have followed this, but Representative Stephanie Murphy from Florida, because, yes, Florida can actually contribute, has put a bill forward to repeal the Dickey Amendment so the CDC can actually start studying gun violence. Good. Wow. I would also like to point out that Saki's mouth wasn't actually moving during that whole thing. It was just oh, it was just, it was just writhing like it was full of scarabs. It's because it's because Saki's like an, a magical creature. It's not like an actual <laughs> just, object on so, the earth. Saki, so it could Saki, do whatever Saki, it wants. Saki communicates Saki many mouths. Saki yes, ca- oh exactly. Jesus! Don't ever say that again. That's awful. <laughs> I am. Can you say it one more time? That's terrible. Saki speaks with many mouths. That's terrible. I don't ever want to hear that again. <laughs> Saki knows okay, the grapefruit technique. All right. Don't All right. ever say that again. What is wrong with you? Let's move on to the Nintendo Thank Direct. Thank God. Let's move on. Let's move on to the <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Um, so, so today the uh, so today the Nintendo Re- uh, the Nintendo Direct dropped. I've had too much beer already. Um, and uh, Zach and Zach and Finn and myself uh, all streamed it, and we held our comments uh, until tonight. Um, uh, uh, Jeff and Jay and JT, did you were you guys able to watch the direct or do you guys? I, I was I was watching the whole stream the whole time. I was commenting on the. Oh, stream. you were okay. I, I wasn't paying attention to the chat. I was just watching. I, the direct. Yeah, that, 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 and how do you think I was able to message you on Twitter and tell you that your opinion on Undertale is bad? And whatever, my opinion on wait, Undertale. Wait, wait, are you anti? Are you pro or anti? He's oh, anti. It's va- he, he, he massively, like, 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 like massively overrated like, game. Oh, that game. I I did not enjoy sure that is. game. Massively overrated. Is. See, look at yeah, that. Yeah, super overrated. Hashtag John. Not a good game. Uh, J- JT and Jeff, were you guys able to watch the director or at least catch up on it? JT, he's you're, muted. You're he muted. doesn't know. You it. JT, you're muted, buddy. You're muted, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Or, one more time. One more time. One more time. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes, I watched okay, it. You did. All right. You watched it. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jeff, what about you? Are you all caught up on the direct? No, I just I work all day, and then I basically podcast as soon as I get home. So I've been off. I haven't even been on Twitter. Oh, so this is going to be a lot of this is going to be a lot of news for you. Yeah, um, you're going to be excited. I mean, I, I saw else. like the highlights, if you want to call them that. You guys I didn't live see, under a rock. I felt like a Grinch because I was like looking. I was like, man, like nothing even appeals to me out of this whole direct but really oh god that opinion um, what is it like to live without a soul well like, i mean some of the games are good but it's like i played crash on ps4 i played undertale on pc played dark souls like four times like i just and then whatever i'm not a smash person so like yeah. the entire conference i was like why did i buy this on ps4 because i just want to buy it on switch and this crash remaster suck i just want to point out there's like lots of good games but the only game this year that i'm planning to buy on my switch is donkey kong so like, Jeff does bring up a good point though. If you were a pretty hardcore gamer and owned a Wii U and had these other games on other systems, this this direct was really about games we already knew about or ports. But nobody that... nobody owned a Wii U. I, 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 I owned a Wii U. So so here's the thing. I have Captain Toad. I have two different copies on two different systems of Hyrule Warrior. And you'll buy and you'll buy them again on Switch, won't you? 
Yes, I will. Exactly. No, and uh, you know what? But I'm the same bullshit. as you. I'm just is. saying hey, that. Let me ask everyone a question, though. Forward. Like, when you buy stuff on Switch, is it for the portability? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, part of it's the portability. It's um, the games are going to run better. The co- I mean, you're getting yeah, that's fair. That's more fair. complete content. I mean, I like having... A, Switch, is, Switch is one of those systems where it's like, okay, even if I own it somewhere else, and the Wii U is hooked up in another room. So the Switch is like, yeah, I can play the Switch anywhere. It's like, oh, I want to play more Hyrule Listen. Warriors. I can play it on my 3DS. Or, or I can play it on my Switch. Listen, I have never played L.A. Noire on a portable system before. And let me tell you, there is something very satisfying about playing L.A. Noire on a Switch. There's something there. very satisfying about playing anything on a Switch. Let's just... What, oh, what specifically, like, so specifically about L.A. Noire? Like, yeah, well, I thought... L.A. Noire I, was I thought one that... of those games that I bought on... I think I had, I had it on the 360. I have it on Steam. I might have bought it somewhere else as well. Maybe. I have it on PS3. I might have it on PS3 as well. And I have it on the Switch. And it's one of those games that I've played through, I think, five times, Ooh. five different times. Oh, but this one, this time, though, they actually, and they did this for the for the PS4 and Xbox releases, but they actually they fixed the interrogations. They did. And it's a much more satisfying system for me because I haven't played it in years. But I love that game. And I love that I can just throw my Switch in my bag. I can pull it out when I'm going on the train into the city, and I can just play play L.A. Noir. I don't have to be tethered to a goddamn console. I have it in my hands. All right. So let's so so I think it's safe to say, and I don't have the the, the numbers in front of me, um, but I think it's safe to say that the Switch is on PS4, PS2 trajectory. It's probably going to hit 100 million. In oh, its easy, lifetime, easily, right? yeah. Easy. Okay. Yeah. If, if it's safe to say that the Wii U closed out at what? Seven million? Yeah. I th- yeah. I thought it was higher than that. I thought it was well, it hit about fourteen or fifteen. Like Yeah, I thought so there too. You go. Okay, Did yeah. it really get yeah. that high? It was about fourteen yeah, or fifteen. Yeah, but I, I think it's officially past it though. Oh okay. yeah, it has. It has. Yep. Oh it's oh it's way past it. So let's say you got so here's what I can say because I covered when I was back at GI and did a lot of these, I covered attach rates. Every time Nintendo put out a new a new um when they updated their numbers, I put out, I did attach rates. So you're talking about like Mario Kart, which had like a fifty plus percent uh, attach rate, right? That's 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 absurd. Yeah, you know, Smash had something right around there as well. What is it? As 13. of the thirteen point five six, as of September thirtieth of last year. Of last year, okay. Yeah. So it hadn't even reached fifteen million yet. That was for the Wii U. That was for the Wii U. So the Switch kind of blew past that. So yeah, I think you're right. For people who owned a Wii U. You know, some of them aren't gonna be are gonna be like, I already owned Bayonetta and Bayonetta two on Wii U. I don't need to buy it on Switch. And they're gonna turn around and they're gonna say the same thing for every release for Donkey Kong, for even though it's got new funky mode, for um for Captain Toad. All of these games all, all these games that, that kind of had a very small audience opportunity on Wii U, yeah, okay, you're playing to the same audience because it's safe to say that most people who bought a Wii U are probably, if they haven't yet purchased a Switch, probably going to buy a Switch. Even if they were gun-shy at the beginning because they weren't, they were kind of soured on Nintendo. They're probably, they'd probably come around at this point because what? of the library and the indies. Oh. What? I, I just want to say, I think that kind of ties into with Jeff's issue, or at least some of Jeff's, Jeff's issues, because Jeff, Jeff, Jeff owns a Wii U, and Jeff has already played a lot of these games. Like, like um, Jeff, you mentioned that nothing really excites you because you've, except for Except for Donkey Kong, because so, it's got the new funky mode. 
I, I want to be clear. Like, I'm not trying to diminish the quality of the games. I think it's... I agree with everything you guys are saying. And I understand hardly anybody played on the Wii U. I think these games deserve to be on Switch. I think they should be on Switch. I think they're all great, including all of the indie ports, the third-party stuff. The Switch has an amazing library and a ton of great games. When I kind of express my disappointment, it's just like from a personal perspective. You yeah. know, I, I don't use my Switch yeah. portably. It doesn't leave my dock. It's just another system. So for me to buy a game on there, it pretty much has to be an exclusive because otherwise I'll just play it on my computer, PS4, whatever. Um, so that's just like, a, you know, I'm just waiting... Uh, Breath of the Wild was so good. I played it on Wii U at launch because I didn't have my Switch yet, and I bought it again on Switch. That's the only game I've done that for. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, but... and that's the thing. Like at, at launch, though, Breath of the Wild had plus one. It had an over one hundred percent attachment. Ridiculous, ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and and I completely understand what you're saying, and I think your your use case is one hundred percent valid. I think it's I think it's a minority use case. Yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely it is, and that's why I try not to like shout out too much. I'm just kind of like. There's a few franchises, and I got really burned on the Wii U. I bought my Wii U, and this I've kind of, I did the same thing with the Switch, even though I said I wouldn't. I bought it. I was like, all right, I like Animal Crossing. I want to play Metroid, and um, like Mario Golf. And they released Mario Golf for the 3DS. They did Metroid Federation Force for the 3DS, and there's no Animal Crossing. <laughs> so like, we got we got we got so a fucking, yeah, we got yeah, like a fucking party okay. game for the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a fucking well, party well, game. Well, I, I, I sold. And, like, now I feel like everything they're announcing for 3DS is what I want to be playing. Like, Luigi's Mansion sounds awesome. They did that. WarioWare. WarioWare. Like, why the fuck is not WarioWare on the Party Top 100. I love Mario Party. I'm fine them still supporting 3DS. That's cool. There's a billion of them out there. But, yeah, give us, like, what what they're doing with uh, Treasure Tracker. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Put it on Switch, too. So the people that don't have or don't want to play there anymore. This is Nintendo. This is Nintendo. Wait a year. Yeah, those, yeah. Games, yep. those games are likely to those games are likely to make the jump in one way or like one like, way well, well, like I guarantee you, Samus Returns will hit the Switch. I guarantee you, Samus Returns, will, Metroid Samus Returns will come to the Switch. Um, yeah. But let's talk about the um, let's talk about you know let's start with the big reveal, uh, Smash Brothers at the end of the at the end of the show, which that was. That was so freaking cool how that, they did that. that so it was really, cool. I, I think it's definitely a reboot of the series. I, I don't think it's I I don't think it's the Wii U version. I don't no, either. It's definitely not Wii U. I don't either. And I knew as soon as I saw Champion Link. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw Champion Link, I was like, okay, this is something new. It's not a it's not a remaster. It's not like you know Smash Brothers DX. Um, this is probably I knew I knew whenever I saw Mario. This is yeah. We get, we we have like emo Mario here. He probably looks like Chemical Romance has the Blink One Two tattoo on his back. He's in the dark, surrounded by. So flames. my question, and this is this is just a a random Smash question in general. Would you prefer there to be instead of the traditional clone characters? I would love a classic Link and a classic Mario, and then a revamped Switch version as a separate character. So there'd be Breath of the Wild Link and classic Link. Do you mean Captain like how they did Mario, Toon Link? Regular Mario, yeah, like that, but. Regular Link and then Breath of the Wild one, and I've been nerding out about what his possible movesets could be. He could have the champion magic at his disposal, guardian arrows. Like, there could be enough to differentiate and make them truly different characters, but without... I feel like Mario and Link are always the characters that get revamped with each outing because they have the most new games. And it seems like a waste sometimes. Like, I, I do miss a Flood uh, Mario. So here's here's my my thought on it. They Nintendo is often aggressive with their release dates at announcement. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's a port or it's a new game. Like they could really be thinking they're going to get a new game, a new Smash game out the door this year. 
but I wouldn't write off the fact that this is an enhanced port because they've done this along the way where they've added characters. So I can see them releasing an updated version of Smash Wii U as Smash DX or Smash Switch or whatever the heck they're going to call it. So it's going to be a half step. It's going to be a bunch of new content. So what you get is you get a bunch of new characters. You get Inkling. You get, you get the Inklings in there. You get Champion Link. Chibi Robo. You get a Chibi Robo. You're dreaming. The Return of Ice Climbers. <laughs> the Return of Ice Climbers. But but that that could be the thing, though, that one of the things because they killed tandem characters, so you might get Zelda remerged with Sheik. So you might get that back again. Actually, Zach had a fantastic theory. Well, as soon as he saw the Solaire of Astoria, uh, or Solaire of Astoria amiibo, he was like, Solaire and Smash. I mean, yeah, you got to do like, They also just teased this Geralt thing. Like, are we going to get... And that's oh, gonna that's got to be Soul Calibur. That's Soul Calibur. That's got to be Soul Calibur. You think it's Soul Calibur? Because yeah. I was going to be Monster Hunter. 100%. Geralt oh. just doesn't seem very Nintendo-friendly. Okay, like, wait, wait, wait. I hadn't considered Monster Hunter, and that sounds fucking dope. Like, I would do both. <laughs> I mean, you just think about what Geralt does, and, you know, Monster Hunter yeah, seems like it, a good fit. It's like it works. It seems like it works. So who well, I, Go ahead, Zach. But, here's, ahead. but here's, here's the thing. They could introduce another Mario. They could introduce Cappy Mario. They could. I, so I, I would could be get, stunned if Cappy is not part of Mario's moveset. So you could get three or four new characters and still have it be not a direct port, but something along the lines of what you got with Pokemon. Mario Kart and oh, with Pokemon Tournament. And you know Crash Bandicoot's going to be there too. Probably yeah. at this point. Possibly. I mean, he showed up in Skylanders. Who knows? Yeah. But, but here's here's the big takeaway for me, and I and I actually thought about this, if not this morning, then yesterday. It was sometime this week I thought about, you know, Doom and Wolfenstein 2 and L.A. Noir and how they're courting, you know, they're courting indies. And then it kind of hit home today. If you've got South Park back on a Nintendo platform, because the last time I can recall South Park being on a Nintendo platform was 64, was right. Uh... Nintendo had veered so far away and then veered so far into family territory and had kind of let we you know the big the big you know anti Nintendo messaging was oh they left the core gamer behind yeah. Nintendo's not a core gaming company anymore they're focused on family friendly and they're not really they don't care about us anymore one of the things that's been really interesting is Nintendo has been very smart about the games that it's highlighted in these directs to say no 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 really you you the core gamer this is a system for you just like 3ds has has some games with mature themes. Well, it's the right. same sort of thing when when you look at the the other consoles that they've released. They're you know they're, they've released the the mini SNES and the NES Classic and everything like that. That's appealing to a very different kind of set of gamer than what they were appealing to with the Wii and the Wii U. Well, think about yeah. like like I mean there there was almost something for everybody at this direct. There was mm-hmm. totally you, was you had your you had your 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 you know Nintendo sports title because you know you always got to have those. You've got the return of a that looks really fun by the way. A- aces looks aces. Uh, it right. does look aces. Finn, go ahead. I uh, know when you're done, I just have something okay. to say. Um, uh, you've got you know Smash Brothers, your your big marquee Nintendo title. You've got your m- more mature games like um, No More Heroes and Dark Souls. Uh, you've got your your traditional JRPG in Octopath Traveler, which looks fucking amazing. By the way, that is my it most looks in- bad, that is actually. my Jay, just mute yourself and then light yourself on fire. Um, <laughs> wow, but, okay, that, that, that was too strong. Wow. That's too much. Wow. Don't light yourself on fire. I just think fire. the name is terrible. Oh, wow. I'm oh, interested in the terrible. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I say it doesn't project project is because Bravely, de- Bravely Default wasn't, like, good. And, like, Bravely Default was, like, was good. What are you doing? No, it wasn't. But Bravely Default no, was good, though. 
It was good. The second one wasn't good. Okay, Jay, you're a man who doesn't like Mario, so let's just like, throw that out there. But anyway. Finn, Finn, what were you saying? Anyway, it was, hold on, saying... hold on, I'm not that. Okay, Finn, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I overall... Wait, I have something to say on the matter. Jay, okay. okay. Finn, say what you're going to say. Okay. No, I uh, I really enjoyed this direct overall because I actually am really excited to to play a lot of these games again, and I I'm personally happy that they're going to find a second life yep. on the Switch. Um, that said, there is one glaring flaw in this direct that needs to be addressed, and I usually don't like port begging, but Nintendo, how dare you leave WarioWare off of the Switch and put it on three? Seriously, yeah. That was a mistake. That's gonna be it. We're gonna see that before the. We're gonna see it before the end of the year. I hope I just, so because I've been waiting. The fact that One Piece Switch is the only mini game compilation on that system is is criminal, and I don't I mean, like for it for seventy bucks. So, so what are so what are we missing? Like, what are we missing from the Wii U library at this point that hasn't made it over to the Switch? We're missing oh, both HD Zelda games. Wonderful, wonderful one. Wonderful Metroid Prime Trilogy. Metroid Prime Trilogy. Which, by the and way, then, that, that's coming, by the way. I guarantee you Prime Trilogy. I have heard um, things. Prime Trilogy's coming. Yoshi, Yoshi Woolly World. Oh, right? yeah. That, that made its way to the 3DS, though. Yeah. And yeah, then that's we've true. got SMT, what, what, what about Star Sharp Fox Effie. Yeah, Tokyo Mirage. Tokyo Mirage. Tokyo Mirage, oh, Tokyo Mirage yeah. Uh, That'd be nice. New Super Mario oh, Brothers. I guys, can see that coming. You guys are forgetting the, the best answer, Devil's Third. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. You know what we are forgetting? Mario Maker. Yeah, uh, you're forgetting the and there's no way that doesn't get ported. World. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be an E3. That's gonna be a brand new game, and it's gonna My be. My brain is still trying to comprehend what Finn just said. No, no, don't don't focus on the Devil's Third. Just never ever focus oh! on the Devil's Third. De- Devil's Third was actually like Devil's Third was actually no. fun. Well, I don't think we'll get a Mario Maker port. I think we'll get a legit Mario Maker Two or whatever they want to call it. I think we'll get Mario Maker 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we'll get Cappy stuff, and we'll get Jeff. Were you trying to say something? No, I was saying we don't have Mario 3D World. I liked it better than Odyssey. Oh, oh um, 3D like, World was really good. I never played. That's it. a spicy opinion, but but I like the opinion. It's kind of like apples to oranges, right? Like it's the more totally platform based person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just my my. I enjoyed it more than. What Odyssey. about a double okay. pack of uh new Super Mario Bros. U and Luigi? I could totally see that happening. I could totally... But but here's the thing: in order for that to to be like, okay, I'll pull the trigger on this. That's gonna have to be like. 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Not, that's one issue I do have is that all of these ports get premium pricing. The world. Look, I'm. I'm. I will say this first. The world ends with you. I've already pre-ordered it. But come on, sixty bucks. But here's the thing, Mike. Mike, guys, like you, Mike, Mike, the iPad version is like twenty. I'm. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay for it. Yeah. I'm part of the problem. In Nintendo's like, defense, I'm pretty sure the Wii U versions of all these games are still full price. Because oh yeah, yeah. Nintendo. Never drops prices. Well, the like, Wii U is still two ninety nine. Uh, actually, actually, I think I think Tropical no. Freeze is twenty dollars now on the Wii U. Yeah. By the There's way, no I, because it's like a it's a select. I'm gonna play. Like, yeah. I'm Can I? Did, like... I, I, I also want to point out that um, you know I I agree. Like I love my 3ds. I'm playing Fire Emblem Awakening right now. I'm a huge JRPG guy, and I slept on Fire Emblem for too long, and I'm absolutely loving Awakening. Um. But I feel like I love my 3DS. They talked about it for five minutes today. It was about four minutes too long for me to talk about the 3DS. Um, I want all these games on the Switch, and I don't understand why they're not there. Um, oh, well, just wait for your double, your Luigi's Mansion. It's going to happen. 
Yeah. So, so Sweet. that sounds amazing, but also I'm like, I just want it now. Like Luigi, I so it's so frustrating that it's not. So so a few things that were rumored but didn't show up. Um, the and this I lamented this the the rumored Luigi's Mansion Mario Odyssey level with forty three uh, with forty three new moons did not show up. Uh, Fire Emblem elegy of uh, whatever it was that uh, the, the Fire Emblem game supposedly yeah. watching in the summer that did, and if that didn't show up today I guarantee you it's not showing up it's not releasing in the summer like that no. No. obviously um, obviously Wolfenstein has been delayed till at least August who here watched right. BJ and Smash BJ I mean, Blazkowicz no, and Smash absolutely not I'm sorry I'm sorry you're talking BJ Blazkowicz not Yes, obviously, BJ oh. Blazkowicz. Oh, jeez, Mike. That was just a perfect time for us to well, use phrasing. Oh, my God. Mike Mike has taken this podcast to the gutter like it wasn't there. Bad. Already. We're still waiting for Duke and Battleborn. What? Now, I'm, so. we are I'm still sorry. Waiting. Do you think that he's alone in this? <laughs> also me. Every, oh, jeez. Bo- both of you. Just, just, <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is, the, no, anyway. Um, family show you f-bomb drop motherfucker Wait. no no I, i'm saying no this this is probably the most family friendly show we've ever done to be honest with you um <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to bleep that out later swearing profusely before but yeah john really prepped you for something a lot harsher than we really are yeah no uh, yeah I'm, I'm 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 trying to be good for our guests um but um i get it does he uh, not know who I am? I, I don't understand. I was learning. I, I want to go before we before we hit up um, before we <laughs> hit up Finn's. This Finn has a really cool topic, uh, and I want to get to that before we do. One more question: um, What is what did we show? At, what happened to the direct today? And I just want to go around, kind of go around the table and ask everybody what they are most excited for from the direct today. And I'll start. We'll start with uh, Jay. Um, I'm not really a Nintendo fan. I think a lot of people here know that by now. Um. I like the fact that Nintendo, unlike with the Wii U, they're actually releasing games like regularly. Yep. Like there's not like there's no drought. Like I owned a Wii U, and there was always like droughts between games, like six to twelve months, and it was terrible. Yeah. And I've kind of, I've kind of like the fact that like Nintendo now has like embraced. It's like it's kind of like what's happening in music right now. Like someone will announce an album, and like it comes out like the next week or like two weeks after the, after the announcement, and like games just come out like months after they get announced now it's like oh here's this new game and guess what it's coming out in three months like it keeps people excited mm-hmm. so um i mean personally i don't like there being so many ports of games i've already played on the nintendo switch but you know good from it for nintendo for you know actually bringing games to the system okay awesome uh, jeff what about you man was there anything that really like at least one thing that really excited you from the direct today yeah, there was. Um, like the so the only Nintendo systems I've owned were an N sixty four and a Wii U until my Switch, um, and uh, you know I love the Mario sports games, and unfortunately the Mario Tennis we got on Wii U was not good. So uh, Mario Tennis Aces looks awesome, so and good. I actually am super excited for that game. I, I like the fact I love Mario Tennis. I like the fact that they have like all the new stuff, like the pat, like you can break the rackets and whatever. But at the end, they were like. Oh, and if you don't really like any of that, you can just play normal mode. When I'm yeah. like, yeah, options are good. Options Accessibility are is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JT, we'll, we'll we'll hop over to you. What did you like the most from the director? Aces was good. Um, just to not say that, um, probably Luigi's Mansion. Um, the the revival of that because okay. the the first, well, I guess the second one, the first one on the 3DS was really good. So um, you know, more more is good. But I would love to play that on Switch. And uh, Mike and Amanda. You want me to go first? Yeah. I got Wait. really excited about the Kirby game. You got so... so... 
sit just across from here because we're on we're on Mike's desk right now. My desk is right across, and I kept popping over to go like. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't wait to have DDD uh, on my, and, and Meta Knight on this as part of my squad. Seriously, that it's it looks like so much fun, and then then Aces looks well Aces. It, there you go, there you go, Mike. What about you? Uh, Luigi's Mansion. I've actually I never had a GameCube. I bought I bought a bunch of GameCube games when I got my Wii. So I like got to play Eternal oh, Darkness, okay, yeah. and I got to play Super Mario Sunshine and stuff. But um. But yeah, I never played Luigi's Mansion, so I'm super excited to finally be able to play that. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Uh, Finn, what about you, man? Octopath Traveler. My man. And, and I, Zach? Oh, I'm sorry. I, Finn, Finn, keep going. No, that's it. I cannot wait. I want okay. it. Dude, that special, that special edition looks legit. I, if it had a steel book, I'd be down. I'm getting it. I, I am a steel book whore now. You um, I need it. I'm getting the it. Bayonetta steel books are so pretty, and I just I want all my and so is the Xenoblade one and the Mario Kart one, and I just really want all games that have steel books. And Zach, tell us about how excited you are for Smash Brothers. Oh, it's not Smash. Uh, oh. I'm all in on the Splatoon 2 Octo DLC. Really? Oh, no, no, 100 percent not. 100 not. Fuck what? with you. Obviously, oh, Smash. Awesome. That, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, okay. I liked the Biggie and the Tupac call out with the character designs that they showed in that. Like that, Thank I saw that you. Twitter thread, and that was like incredible. Uh, but no, like it seems fine. But no, I mean, Smash is Smash is what I'm here for. I can't wait for Nintendo to launch it at the same time as their multiplayer, and then for them to not work at the same time. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really good time for Nintendo. But no, it'll it'll be good. I, I can't wait to have a giant dongle attached to my Switch. It's gonna be, to yeah, it's gonna be amazing. This is gonna be yeah. two all over again, isn't it? Yeah, oh probably. no! It's it will be a disaster, and the worst part is they're going to make you pay for it. And, and what, no, and here's oh. the better part: is that people, since it's Smash Brothers, people will pay for it. I'll, I'll pay for so it. Money. Oh, by um, the way, by the way, they're finally going to implement as part of that. So when your system inevitably inevitably gets bricked, and you lose your hundred hours of Breath of the Wild save, and you didn't pay for the online service, you're going to be kicking yourself. I can't yep. believe we still don't have cloud saves. Um, I I I think. So I love Smash. I'm a huge Smash Brothers fan. I've played every single Smash game. Um, and you guys know what a Dark Souls fan I am. Um, the th- I had the two things. I have two things that got me the most excited about the direct was one the amiibo, the Solaire amiibo. <laughs> I will fucking take. I will wear that this thing guy around. Too. I will wear that thing around my neck so I can <laughs> praise the sun wherever I go. Like that. You know what? Like a necklace I'll, make, I'll make it into a necklace for you. Yeah, please, that would be amazing. I will make it like I'll a ta- make it turn it like a talisman for me because I will I wear it everywhere. It and will then, be a hemp cord, and you can just you can wear it all the time. Fantastic! And you can and dress it up. You can dress it down. I can't wait. I can't wait. And and, and as much as I love Dark Souls, I've played about five hundred and sixty hours of the original Dark Souls, and I'm I'm gonna play it against. I am the most excited about Octopath Traveler. Um, because so you already you already you already got good. Is what you're saying? I, I, I dude, I, dude, I, I got, I've already gotten good. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm just good. Um, and uh, dude, Octopath Traveler looks so beautiful. I'm a huge old school Super Nintendo RPG fan. It lo- just looks like somebody took one and modernized it. And uh, and oh it's, just, oh, it's just so good. It's, it looks like an updated version of the best game ever made, Final Fantasy VI, which is not the 43rd best game ever made. It's the first. It's the best game. I, mean, I actually it, gave it like zero points. I know that's scoring. you. You're because because it's not good. Like, six, I mean, is the, wait, like, like six is the Six is the best Final Fantasy, and it's in my top three. It's games. the best game ever made. No, Final okay. Fantasy VIII is the best Final Fantasy. No, no. no. Okay, we're not. We can't do this. 
We can't do this. No, because this is going to end up here giving him an We can't do this because now, now we're going to get into Finn. So, so Finn has an amazing topic that we're going to get yes. into. And I thought, Finn, I thought this was, this was awesome. So I want you to lead the conversation. Why don't you go ahead and kick this off? All right. Well, <clears throat> something I was thinking about because, you know, coming off of movies like Black Panther and with this new um, Avengers movie on the way and just all we are now we are well into the superhero movie golden age and just all of these nerd properties becoming mega hits but we have been a long time removed from the quote unquote golden age of the licensed video game based on these movies it used to be especially in the PS2 era and the PS1 era that and actually all the way back to Nintendo and Super Nintendo yep that a, a major movie could not come out without a video game tied to it also releasing and yes for the most part a lot of them were bad and the the term licensed video game became a uh, a pejorative but sometimes you got really good ones like chronicles of riddick or spider-man 2 and more modern ones like mad max is a licensed game the batman series has been very good so I, my question is in the past decade what is a movie that you think deserves to get the video game treatment and we will assume it will be a good game not a trash uh licensed port job so can i propose a rule for this uh please um you know how far what we've been playing section we normally give each person like two or three minutes yeah would you like to debt for this so everyone has a um chance to speak on their game sure. yeah let's do okay. three minutes cool finn who do you want to okay. start um I would actually uh, like to start it off with our guests, okay. in le- or unless they want some time to think. No, I, I thought about this in advance. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, gotta, I, I let them know about the topics. You got to then you go oh, first. Okay. Then yes, no, please. No, like, the guests should uh, go up. All right, uh, I will go first. Then get out. Oh. Mm. Right, so- Saki right just audibly gasped. That's so a- I'm thinking we know what happened. Like we know how kind of it all ended. But there are all those people who have been you know transplanted yes i'd really love to see like vignettes adventure style like what like those stories of what happened to those people and when you their say efforts when you say adventure style do you mean like point and click um either point and click or first person kind of direct action um mm. but kind of like a kind of like a, a horror theme but you know, those relationships, we're talking, this has been happening for a while, so... You know, you like Telltale, like, but good. Yeah. I have nothing to say in <laughs> okay. response to this. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, but, but something along those lines where you've got... Where you're able to tell a concise story that has a beginning and an end. Yeah. But That sounds incredible. So, there you go. That was my idea. Okay, mine's not that, not nearly as good as that, but that's okay. Mine's a palate cleanser because yours is intense. <laughs> I think that Big Hero Six would be an awesome. Oh game. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make it an RPG. I, seriously, as an RPG, and it could be like a squad based RPG. Oh, you can make it a tactical oh. squad based RPG, and it would be amazing. Be really good. I would like, play the hell out of that game. Basically, oh, any yeah. of the animated movies in the past decade like like i i miss those like like matt was saying like the ps2 era like you'd have those yeah like like the toy story 3 game 
was so good. Like on, on the Wii, I remember that came out and like I was geeking out about it. I still um, love Aladdin on the Super Nintendo engine. Oh my god. Nothing but love. How about the second how about the second level of the Lion King game? I was Super more of a Lion Nintendo. King guy. It would be. <laughs> Well, that game was that game was not easy. I remember. <laughs> my, my, yeah, that game was not easy. Like my four-year-old self was happy to beat the second level. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, Big Hero Six All as right, a tactical cool. squad-based cool. RPG. All right, cool. Finn, who's next? Um, why don't we get our uh, resident Canadian a chance to shine? That's Jeff. I don't know if you. Canadian tonight, so I'm just making sure. Um, well, actually. This is going to be an unpopular take. There's actually one already in production, uh, the Avatar game. I think that Ubisoft's going to be doing. Oh, um, yeah. I feel like you know, I like Avatar as like a 3D experience that I saw in theaters. I don't know that it's like the best story, or the best movie. Um, it's gorgeous. I, I, yeah, and I feel like regardless how you feel about the movie, that would be a really cool game. You've got this amazing setting uh, and all these cool creatures. Like, I just feel like there's a lot you could do in that sandbox. Um, so that already exists, but I guess for one that doesn't. Um, I don't know if it counts. Like, I guess they did Kong Skull Island, but I was thinking like a King Kong type game. Again, just another one of these like fantastical islands. You've got all the creatures. You could do like a really good horror game where like you got to get in and out of the island, make it like a rescue mission. Uh, You could do more horror style and you could have some really good set pieces, Uh, you know, almost like an Uncharted style adventure. Um, You could do some big scale stuff like God of War where you pan out and you've got the huge Kong and maybe you're, you know, I just think there's like a lot of flexibility there uh, and it could work out pretty good. That's maybe like make, do, make Peter Jackson make it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. No, dude. No, seriously. Get Weta. Yeah. Get 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 his company Weta to work on it. I mean, that would be all, dude. That would. Be Were they awesome. involved in the Xbox 360 launch title at all? I mean, I know it had his name on it, but I have no idea. If they I'm were. not sure, actually. That's a that's a that's a good question. That, that King Kong that's game, more or less, why why I, said I enjoyed it. That. Yeah, no, that was a fucking good licensed game. But like, yeah, it, it was. Like, it, it, it was some, some, something that's updated that uses current technology. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jeff's on to something there. I think that's, that Jeff, that Jeff, that was really good. Make it a survival game. That would be dope, actually. Oh. I don't care. They, it would be I, like it would be like that game involved. You know, you have King Kong versus the humans. Okay, Finn, who's next? Um, let's go, Zach. All right, this one's not very interesting, but I want Max Let's Payne 3. Oh, fine. <laughs> Fuck. Forget it. <laughs> John. No, oh, no, it's Zach. It's Zach. He's no, kidding. Okay. No, it's Zach. Fine. fine, fine, fine. All right, Max Payne 3 style game, but John Wick. Oh, that'd be nice. dope. Yeah, I was, that was going to be mine. Either that or The Matrix. I'm not going to lie, uh, Zach. That movie was one of the reasons I helped come up with this concept. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be really good. Very good movie. Like a a Max Payne game, but with Splinter Cell Convictions painting target system. Oh, That would be amazing. Finn, Zach, you and Finn need to get together and make this pitch. Yeah, as soon as we learn anything about about making games, we'll figure it out. Mike's the guy to talk to. Uh, I've made a golf game, so I can help you out. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that would be JT, do you need more time since you said Zach took your answer? Uh, no, I got back up. Okay. Okay. Yes. Kick ass. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was gonna say Kick ass got a game. It was Gerb. Uh, oh, did it? I, that, I, didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um. Okay. We're so w- let's go with three hundred. 
interesting. Big, large scale battles. Like kind of like like um, a grand strategy game. Yeah, pitch me on the on the design. Yeah, let's hear it. I don't. I can't really pitch you on on the design. So um, I'm I'm gonna switch my answer to Kill Bill. <laughs> Oh, kill Bill. <laughs> when you walk into the board meeting and like you fucked up, safe time. I was expecting. I was expecting JT to say a bunch of naked dudes are yelling at a bunch of other naked dudes, and uh, they've all got shields with loincloths. Yes, with, yeah. That that, that that's mm-hmm. that's JT's answer for a three hundred game. Loincloth. We'll call it loincloth the game. Would it be like? Rise? I liked my grand strategy idea better. I think it's probably, probably I really like strategy games, you guys can't tell. Oh, they're so good. Or you can make it like God of War. Like an yeah. action heavy. That's, that's more of what I was thinking originally. Button but... mashy kind of deal? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But awesome. but John Wick was my first my first love. And Zach stole him away from um, yep. Yep. What about you, John? So I would have said the Avengers if if I knew Square Enix wasn't already making an Avengers game. Um, so I will say Army of Darkness. Oh my god. <gasps> nice. Be very good. You know, you know that's my favorite movie of all time, and It's right? one of my favorite movies. It's in my top three. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Make, make an Army of Darkness game. Um, give it to... I, if, if you're asking me who should develop it, I would say, um... I'll get back to that. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a Resident Evil four style game with uh, better controls, over the shoulder, third person. Uh, oh. You get shotguns, you get your chainsaw arm. You have to continually find gasoline to to fuel your chainsaw arm. Uh, you got the deadites, you know, you, you know, you got the deadites running around. There's a time travel mechanic to where you can flip back and forth between the Middle Ages and the present day. Um, the cabin is your hub in the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, that's where you, that's kind of like where you flip through the Necronomicon and you get all your missions, you know, you go on, you know, different hunts for, you know, I need this game and, uh, it's extremely, it's extremely, uh, fuck you Grossman. It's extremely gory and it's, you know, it's extremely violent. Good. It's supposed and, to be. Now uh, I want to go back and play all the Xbox, the original Xbox Evil Dead games. For a developer, I want it to Those be. Those are a thing. I want the developer to be a collaboration yeah. between Shinji Mikami and Guillermo fuck. del Toro. I'm so young. I don't know any of these games. Shit. Oh, you should go look up like Bruce Campbell did. Did yeah. uh, they? I think there were three of them that were released. Yeah, were I want. I want. Were Sam, they good? I want. I, I didn't mean to say Sam Raimi. I meant to say. I meant to say Sam Raimi. Okay, okay. Get Sam Raimi and Shinji Mikami together. Oh to man, make an Army of Darkness game, and I will be there fucking day one. That's Wait, my. Choice. Hold on a second. You essentially just described an Ash version of Shadows of the Damned. Basically, yes. Replace re- replace Amazing. Gabriel fucking Hotspur, which is his actual name, yeah. with Ash Williams. I'm there. But, 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 but would Ash have, like, the big boner weapon? He would not have the big boner weapon. No, he would not have the big boner weapon. He'd, he'd have his boomstick, and he'd have his... What did I just come back to? My game... <laughs> the first thing JT hears is big boner weapon. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. JT, did you hear my game? Are we... St- are we still on Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness, yeah. That's the game. Okay. I, that's okay. my game. So yeah, you should totally look up those, uh, those, wise, but... those Evil Dead games that came out. One of them, he had like a little like Deadite buddy. Are you talking about Fistful of Broomstick? Yeah, there's Fistful of Broomstick was one of them, but there was <clears throat> there was at least one more, not two. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I had to find a console who can play them, but okay. Hey. All right, so... I've been thinking about this since like you brought up the topic, and everyone here probably knows I'm a huge defender of SSX 2012. So, this game is going to be in the style of Burnout Paradise, 
but what the soundtrack element of Fast X 2012 or like when you do like special moves like the soundtrack kind of like fades away like you know kind of plays into the game and I want this game to be based on Baby Driver Ooh. Ooh, that's bold. That's a bold choice, Jay. Like, like an open world driving game where you have to like perform like missions and quests and whatnot. But like, there's a soundtrack because in that movie, the soundtrack's like a big part of the movie. Like, basically, right. like, you know, yeah. just driving the style. Sure. So like, the music actually will play an element into the game. So like, maybe like the cars like move like on the like drive to like the beat of the song or something like that. And like when you, you do like, a to, drift, like on the it, side, there's like DDR style things coming down the screen. You have to like click a button when you're turning and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Or like when he like drifts or, or like when he drifts, like everything just like slows down. Like the music just kind of like fades away or like it slows down too. That, that's like, cool. I, That's a neat idea, Jay. I yeah, like I, I like I like I like SSX 2012 or on the 360 at least you could like import your own music and like your imported music would still have the same concept. Yeah. So, so I don't know, like it just it seems like a dream game because like I could probably play it forever, just upload music to it like constantly, just like test it out. That's yeah. a really good idea. That's really you know cool. what there hasn't been a good game of in forever. What's that? that like licensed a 007 game. Mm, yeah, yeah. Man. the last one was Goldeneye for N64. It's the last one. I no, liked. man, like I played so much Nightfire on the GameCube. Holy Nightfire shit. on GameCube uh, was real good. Everything or nothing. Everything or nothing was was really like you had so many all the like the gadgets like the spider crawling thing. And you had and the Need for Speed good, engine yeah. for the driving. I used to. Um, yeah. I used to play. Yeah, I used to yeah, play, yeah, like Nightfire like, like, a lot. Like, like a lot. Yeah. You know, so what? there were three Evil Dead games. Just uh, there was Hail to the King, which was not okay. good. That, that was wasn't good, on Xbox. Yeah. That was on PlayStation. Uh, there was Fistful of Boomstick, uh, which is the one that I did play quite extensively. And there was Evil Dead Regeneration, where you have your which little deadite. You have your deadite buddy. Yep. Yeah, I played that on okay. PC. You know what okay. movie would make? Oh, so they're on PC. I, I could find a PC version of these. Well, Maybe. I don't. I don't know about that licensing, man. I don't know. You so not, um, not like uh, a, uh, not not a not a hundred percent legit. I I I have well, like gonna, I, I, yeah. I have like thirty more seconds left, so I'm gonna okay. 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 Um, call me by your name, but in the in the style of Edit Finch. So you're kind of walking walking around the house oh. until you get to fuck Arnie Arnie Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I I don't know. That was my favorite movie. That was like my favorite movie of the year. That's so the like, most incredible description of anything I've probably ever heard. <laughs> That was amazing. I support this. I just Jay, go Jay, forth. Jeff's like I'm in. <laughs> go forth and I'll tell you what. Again. If we could just get a, a, you know you know what movie would make an excellent game. If we could just get a Tomb Raider game, that I think would be amazing. If they could take that Tomb Raider movie and turn that into a game, it'd be fucking yeah. awesome. It, you know, I agree in the Uncharted style. Isn't yeah. this just isn't this just Ratchet, the Ratchet and Clank thing all over again? The movie? Oh, don't. I'm yeah. still sore about I, that. I saw, I found that movie like in the in the like clearance bin at Walmart for like a dollar. I saw that on opening night, knowing oh. it would be bad. Ben, oh, that, that was your own fault, man. It yeah. is my own fault. I knew it, but you know what? Zachy I, knew it. But I, I did love it. <laughs> what about a Manos the Hands of Fate game would be great. Well, moving on. Stop. Or like The Room. Give me a game on The we, Room. We oh. all know the best licensed game of all time was Return of the King. It was a fantastic license. Yeah, it actually was. No, it was really good. That was good. Those games, those that trilogy was actually really good. I'll tell you what was not was good. A... What was not good was the turn-based Lord of the Rings game. New. Like like the oh. turn-based RPG, like Final Fantasy. Oh wait, no, 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 it was okay. What was it called? The Third it Age. Was... The Third Age. The Third Age. Because yeah. right. War in the North was the action RPG, right? Yeah. 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 Was pretty good, no, the Third Age right. was like the final boss was literally 
the eye, like the great eye at the top of the tower. And I was like, how? Why? Like, this yeah, I never sense. made it that far. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Well, spoiler alert, the final boss is Sauron, like in, I don't know, in the Lord of the Rings. But he's just an eye. God damn it. I, I know. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I ruined it. I ruined it. Um, but uh, yeah. Finn, what a great topic that was. Yes. And now, I, and, 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 and you know, now I'm upset because I talked about the <laughs> Army of Darkness game we don't have that I really, 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 really want now. I really want my I really want my Call Me by Your Name game. Real real quick, uh, I would like to give my answer. Okay. Oh, you haven't even given your answer. Of course. Fuck. Yeah. Of course. Um, first, uh, Saki was very adamant that she gave her answer first. So, Kingsman. Oh, Oh, that's good, actually. That would be a good game. That's actually yeah. That's good job, Saki. (laughs) And uh, I. I couldn't decide, so I'm going to quickly rattle off both of my answers, and they're fairly basic, Cheater. but I think they would make great answers. They're basic! Oh, I shit! <laughs> I am devastated I right love Saki all of a sudden. <laughs> you forgot the snap. Um, no, the, the first one would be uh, Wreck-It Ralph, but done oh. as I was a point-and-click That's good, game. actually. Done in like the classic uh, LucasArts style of a of a more humorous oh, um, point and click adventure game, not quite Telltale style. I hopefully would have a good presentation. So thimble, so thimbleweed. Yeah, but done in like a uh, more not pixel, I guess. Like in the more style like of the goes to the moon. Like and like claymation. Have it have all of the cameos from different video games and stuff alongside their new ones. It would be. The kind of like crossover point and click adventure game, but done as a side story for Wreck It Ralph. I think that would be really cool. And then my other one, just because I'm so sad that we are in this era of this golden age and we've got nothing to show for it, I want a game encapsulating the Arrowverse. And if not the Arrowverse, oh. like Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, stuff like that, then do one Black for Lightning. Netflix series and have one about the Defenders and hopefully write Iron Fist better. But <laughs> they, uh, but like, make it a co-op action RPG type of game. My dream would be like, think Batman Arkham Knight, but drop in, drop out co-op where you could play as different members of the of Team Arrow and you're in the city and you're doing different missions and you can either meet up or go do your own thing. I just, I, I'm so sad that we get nothing to capitalize on the fact that we are in this era of amazing comic book TV. Yeah, I would love a fl- I would, you know, there are some superheroes that are really hard, like Daredevil is like a really hard hero to, to kind of realize as a video game. I always thought of style with like the detective mode. I, I think so too. I think that, that once Batman came out, like it's like, oh, I guess this is how you would do a Daredevil But game you'd have to play the whole game like that though. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's the thing. Um, but a flash game would also be really hard. Like super speed is a real hard superpower. Like if you look at how it was implemented in DC universe online, it was like, okay, that's how I get around. Like that's what shows me that it shows people that I'm really fast. The whole game would, would just uh, be bullet time. Look, yeah. look um, Saints Row and, and infamous uh, first light did speed really well. They would just need to implement mm-hmm. it in the combat somehow. Yeah. And I, and I played Saints Row uh, four, which is where you're talking about. Yeah. Um, which did do it really well, but even then I didn't feel like I was moving as fast as... City of Heroes actually did a great job oh, did with it? super speed. Yeah. Oh, that's true. If we think about it, like that had a that had a fantastic super speed mechanic. Oh, but it was a travel mechanic. So it was less part of 
Seriously, I could talk about City of Heroes all night. Please don't get me started. I just want to Please point don't. out, uh, uh, Kogasu in chat wants Troll 2. Oh, Kogasu. Kogasu! Bad. Bad. I've been watching Star Wars Rebels a lot lately, and I'm craving a good another good Star Wars game that's not oh, good well, that's Wars never going to happen that's going, so. to, that's going to make that a separate topic because TV although I then I cheated by doing well it. I'm, I'm just saying like Star Wars in, in yeah. general like the, the new movies that's been coming out like man like I, it would be really I mean, cool Planet like of the Apes uh, would be really good like I'm, I'm thinking like single player here not like obviously not person like, action kind of Star Wars game, maybe called Star Wars 1313. I don't know, I'm just spitballing. I think that would be really Spit cool. Uncharted, yeah. Uncharted style? Do you think it should be Uncharted yeah. style? Yeah. Or, or, and maybe like a different game, like maybe Visceral Studios could make it. Amy Hennig could... Uh, well, you, you, know. you know what? The Star Wars playsets for Disney Infinity 3 were actually really good. That is true. And then they fucking killed the game. Yeah. <laughs> was, wasn't the combat defense? I had the 72 <laughs> figures over here to, to prove it. All right. All right. We... Anyway, thank you guys for answering my topic. I just, uh, it's one I've been thinking about a lot. No, Finn, that was a great Yeah, topic. that was a pretty badass topic. That was actually one of the best topics yep. we've had in weeks. Um, so yep. that's so... awesome. I'm disappointed nobody said three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I, I, I still haven't seen it, actually. I actually want a oh, Shape of Water so game. I want a Princess <laughs> Bride game. A romance. Oh. That'd be great. <laughs> Yo, that would work though. Like it would I want, work. I need. We need a dating sim visual novel, Shape of Water game. <laughs> That'd be weird. Like Hat a Full Boyfriend, but Shape of Water. Hmm. Just that. Come. Hat a Full Boyfriend was an awesome game. Dating <laughs> fish monster. All right, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, we've we've gone a little bit over our mark. Um, I want to thank uh, Mike and Amanda for coming on. It was such a pleasure. You guys are some of the best guests we've had in a long time. Oh, thank uh, you. So I want to, I want to, I want to thank you guys uh, for coming. I just stuck around after we get off. I want to, I want to, I want to, I just want to say something to you guys. Um, but uh, Mike and Amanda, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? I'm at Amanda Farrow. So my last name is F A R O U G H. And this will be in the description of the video on YouTube, by yes. the way. Woo. Cool. So. And I am at Footerish. F U T T E R I S H. Awesome, awesome. It was, it was just, it was so awesome having you guys on. Um, and uh, does uh, does, it, does anybody have any anything else before we uh, before we quit? Anybody want to make any points? No, I just want to thank you guys for coming on the show. It's always yep. a pleasure to have fun guests. Thank you for putting up oh, with our. Oh, we're garbage. fun. Our you kids are... can't tell us. Yeah. You are fun. There you go. You are fun. Yeah. All right. I want to thank fun, <laughs> fun show, fun socks, fun crew. Jeff is just uh, Jeff is just dancing Groot. He's, I'm that's, fine how with that. that's how we're going to end like the show. Forever, fellow uh, <laughs> don't forget, guys, we will be back next week on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I've got some articles coming out on Polygon pretty soon, so please look forward to those. I'll link those on Twitter when that happens. Uh, and then we, we also have PAX coming up, uh, so please don't yep. forget that some of us will be at PAX. I'll be on a panel with a couple other people talking about Dark Souls, uh, and I will also be hosting part of Susan Arndt's game night on uh, or game, game show night on Saturday. Uh, so please look forward to that as well. We've got some really cool stuff coming up coming up on the show. Uh, hopefully soon we've got some more guests coming on. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh, uh, Mega Ran. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, he'll be on the show I love soon. Mega Ran. Yep, yep, Mega Ran will be on the show. Uh, nice. And and uh, Mike Huber um, has is making soon, very soon. I promise his long-awaited return is his fourth visit to the show. Uh, so please look forward to that as well. But and um, we're already talking about we're already talking about another episode of Appeals Court. So like yeah, Appeals Court is going to be that. coming back too. Uh, Jeff, when's your next uh, um, uh, pause for popcorn? 
Uh, I'm going to be seeing Annihilation tomorrow, uh, so I think we'll be recording an episode hopefully this weekend. Awesome. Uh, scheduling works out, and uh, yeah, that should be up next week. And Finn, why don't we bring in uh, Nolan Nerdcast to It was the... on last night. Um, the Nolan Nerdcast is, uh, is ready to go. We are now officially joined, bringing our comic and expertise and our gaming hot takes to the SDGC family. The awesome. Saki cinematic universe is growing. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. I <laughs> That's love that amazing. term. I'm I love here that for term. It. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, as always, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next week, we will see you guys later. Scale down forever. Bye, guys.